The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Ross, we're brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Christmas Eve here to discuss the much-anticipated Christmas Day games. We'll break down every game for you as usual, but helping me to break those games down on this Christmas Eve day, you know him as the newest voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's my main man, Delonte Smith. Delonte, how you doing, my man? Pretty good, man. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. Uh, Looking forward to breaking down a uh, pretty good slate. Lost a little bit of luster to some injuries uh, to a couple games, but still uh, some pretty good games. So looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, plenty of good games on the schedule for uh, the NBA Christmas Day. I know some teams are dealing with injuries. We'll get into that uh, when we break down the games. But also joining us here on this special edition for the Christmas Day games, you know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? I had to come off the bench. Because you were calling me out. Hey, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm glad, you know, you sucked it up and you was able to deal with it like the rest of us. Uh, we had a late scratch and uh, Ryan McKee was a late scratch for this one. So, you know, something we won't use to, something we won't ready for. But it's all right. We bounced back. We're ready. We got the team together and we're looking to go out here and put on a good show. Yeah, man. Uh, great of great night of basketball last night, I guess we could say, in the NBA. Um we're, yeah, like I said, we're here to talk about the Christmas Day games. So we could briefly touch on last night. Uh, Terrell, how did the picks work out for you guys last night? You and Scott were on the pod yesterday. How did everything go last night? Oh, I did terrible. Ofer, I missed out on Lakers minus three. Missed on uh, Portland money line. It looked good in the early part. Portland just kind of yeah. ran out of gas towards the end of that. So uh, lock and dog was bad. But we gave out some good picks. Memphis, 11 plus plus three i think it was three to one something like that yeah. that was easy never and i should have i said i was gonna make that my dog and i didn't do it i should have did it i this son's team was not ready for memphis and memphis gets up for them uh man we it, it, it was a pretty all right day but in terms of lock and dog i definitely folded yeah i mean you know we can't pick every single winner here on the pod but we pick more winners than we do losers hopefully we bounce back here for the christmas day game slante how did your night work out last time my man uh, pretty good. I had um, Brooklyn last night. Uh, I thought that was a good spot for them. Brooklyn has been playing well. I know the last time uh, we talked, well, one of the last times we talked, uh, we were talking about futures, and uh, I know you were kind of with me on Brooklyn was a little bit high, 10-1 to win the East. Um, so I got, I bet them. I've been betting them a lot lately. Uh, I feel like they're getting more healthy. 
um, with T.J. Warren, Seth Curry getting his legs back under him. Uh, Joe Harris still up in the air. But um, I just like what I've seen from him. And um, so I had a winner with them, a winner with Magic. And uh, that's the only two plays that I had last night. Overall, some good basketball going on um, throughout the association. Yeah. Um, we had the, – the Clippers and Philly game was turned out to be a pretty good one. I, I was watching that one. Um, Philly pulled it out in the end in the second half, especially where the Clippers mm-hmm. came out shooting really hot last night. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Chicago, New York. Shout Lamar. out to Tobias Harris for that under. Shout out yeah. to Tobias Harris, you know. Yeah, y'all were on that under yesterday. Um, and then the Chicago Bulls, the Knicks game, that turned out to be a pretty good win. DeMar DeRozan, I had the over 25 and a half. He hits the game-winning shot and then um, just feels fell short of getting over 25 and a half. Last night, he finished up with exactly 25 points. Tim Fisher with a double-double, 25 points, 10 assists. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls as they get the victory in uh, New York yesterday. And then also, I think that we should mention and need to talk about how great Tyrese Halliburton has been playing this season. Another game winner last night. He drops a 40-piece against the Miami Heat yesterday. Uh, finished the game with 43 points. He was 10 of 16 from three-point line last night. 14 of 20 from the field overall. Hashtag fake all-star. Hashtag yeah. all-star. Hashtag want to be all-star. It seems like he's uh, taking that a little personally. Uh, 38 points per game point. since. Thir- yeah. Just 38 points per game. It's simple. It's a casual. Right. Yeah, you know, SGA's been doing that all season. Neither one of them deserve to be all-stars. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, he hits the game-winning shot last night again for the Indiana Pacers as they are shockingly one game above 500 are the Indiana Pacers. But, yeah. Halliburton doing Halley things uh, so far this season. Anything else that kind of stuck out to you guys last time before we get into these Christmas Day games? Uh, RJ Barrett, man. This Knicks team, you can never, you never know who's going to go off. It's always somebody different every single night. But RJ Barrett, man, 44 points. That's incredible. I yeah. think he was the leading. No, Luca was the leading point scorer last Luka night. Luca 50, but, yeah. Uh, he, he was up there. That 44 piece was nice by RJ. And, I mean, dog. Paolo Bancaro just gets assists. Like, he draws so much attention, he gets assists. He hit four again. I think his prop was at three and a half again. Like, he he gets his assists. So, yeah, a shout-out to him. And uh, I really didn't have much else from last night. Oh, and the Boston Celtics going out there and getting me a cover. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'm telling you, when, everybody, like when people start agreeing with me about the Boston Celtics, that's when Boston plays well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they came out in that second half, and well, actually, after the first quarter, they won the second, third, and fourth quarter um, to go ahead and get that victory uh, and the cover. More importantly, last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves, one twenty-one, one oh nine. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both finished with at least thirty points last night. Jalen Brown, thirty-six points, um, did have a great shooting night. He was three of thirteen from the three-point line and thirteen of twenty-nine from uh, the field overall. Jason Tatum, 10 of 22, uh, one of six from three-point land. He did finish with 30 points, but I think Al Horford was really the guy that was knocking them down for the Boston Celtics from beyond the arc. Five of 10 from beyond the arc last night. He finished up with 17 points, also had 11 rebounds in that game for the Boston Celtics. Salante, anything for you, my man, before we get into the Christmas games? Uh, just a couple things. First, sorry, about, sorry Nick, uh, about the Lakers, man. That, listen, don't bet on the Lakers. I don't, in any capacity, unless you're betting some player props for LeBron, 
I wouldn't touch any Lakers things. So I'm sorry, sorry to Nick uh, that my Lakers did that for you. Uh, and um, Washington, uh, I know when I think Thursday, whenever we were on the show, uh, maybe Thursday, Tuesday, when we were on the show, um, we were talking about Washington and Chicago being pretty much play against teams, and since then. All they've done is like covered every game that they played. Uh, so I was looking a little deeper into Washington. They uh, covered in one last night as eight dogs uh, in Sacramento. I think they've been playing. I think they have uh, found a little bit of rhythm with everybody in the lineup. Bradley Beal's finally healthy. Uh, Porzingis is, you know, he's still in and out of the lineup. But when he's there, he's a factor. Kuzma's playing incredible. He's probably going to be rated soon, though. Um so I'll be looking to play on Washington as uh, as big dogs uh, as we progress into the season. And Memphis, um, not so much of the game because they pretty much blew the doors off of Phoenix, but uh, it was a little bit of chatter between Dylan Brooks and uh, Devin Booker on the bench. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, and apparently Dylan Brooks was saying that uh, he was hoping for Devin Booker to play so he can shut him down. And whenever they go to Memphis, uh, he'll be looking forward to shutting him down. He's just talking a little bit of smack. I'm not sure if you know, he's going to be ready for what Devin Booker has got in store for him. But, you know, Dylan Brooks, the all-time irrational confidence guy. Yeah, that, that game was over before the tip <clears throat> between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns. Um, Memphis got out to a 39-20 to lead in that first quarter and pretty much didn't look back the rest of the way. They get the easy victory 25 uh, by 25 last night. I'm sorry, 125-100. Uh, the return of Desmond Bain last night uh, yep. for the Memphis Grizzlies. Big uh, get back for them. As far as your starting lineup, another guy that can shoot the basketball for him, uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, a little rusty, but that's expected when you miss the amount of time that Desmond Bay did. Four of 13 from the floor, uh, two of eight from three-point line. He finished the game with 17 points. But, hey, they head to Golden State uh, on Christmas Day to um, get some revenge from that playoff yep. series last year. All right, guys, uh, before we get into the um, – Christmas Day games. Let me tell you guys about a presenting sponsor. That's WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's parlay wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. To enter, that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, gentlemen, let's get into this Christmas Day schedule for the NBA with the first game on the board. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers headed to the Big Apple to take on the New York Knicks. This line opened up in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. Minus three and a half. That number hasn't been bent down to minus two now uh, in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. Total opened up at 219 and a half. 
Uh, that number has also been bent down to 217 and a half. See some 218s out there as well. Uh, no injury reports yet because we are recording a day early here for these Christmas Day games. Uh, but make sure to check those injury reports before you uh, bet on these games. But we know that Tyrese Maxey is out for the uh, Sixers. Quinn Grimes has been in and out of the lineup uh, for the Knicks. He did play last night on Friday for the mm-hmm. uh, New York Knicks, but he should be a go in this game. Expecting everybody that's relatively healthy to be playing on these Christmas Day games. But uh, let's start with the spread here. Terrell, I'll let you lead it off, my man. Uh, Philly laying two and a half in New York tomorrow to take on the New York Knicks. Huh. Well, well, well. Here we are. and We have Philly laying points on the road. Which is disgusting in the fact that you're thinking about Philly is what five and seven ATS on the road this season. I'm trying to look at their uh, fav- as favorites and what they do as favorites. Um, Sorry, they're three and two as road favorites, but five and seven overall, like you mentioned, against the spread. Yeah, just not a decent road team. But here you are, and you have the New York Knicks where you're going into the Garden. It's the Garden on Christmas Day. I really, truly think that I can throw out the road stats just because of the magnitude of this game. Like, this is what people dream of, playing in Madison Square Garden on Christmas. Like, this is the dream. Even when the Knicks were hot, garbage, dog shit, they get Madison Square Garden on Christmas. And I think this is a spot where this – Philadelphia team seems to start clicking a little bit more. Could be recency bias, but they've covered four of the last five. They've won five straight. I'm leaning over to Philly here. I think Joel Embiid is a matchup nightmare for the Knicks, and they truly don't have anybody that can guard him without fouling. So Mm -hmm. I expect to see some foul trouble for all of the bigs. And really, Jericho Sims is where I'm looking at, and we'll see if Pop gives him the minutes. But Jericho Sims was able to guard him pretty decently uh, last year. And, you know, he learned from playing Joel Embiid. So Sims could be interesting. I think Mitchell Robinson is barbecue toast to Joel Embiid. Like, I think he's going to be in foul trouble. He's going to get up out of there early. So I'm expecting another big Joel Embiid game like I did from the Clippers. And maybe James Harden's not washed. Maybe he's not. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I still think they have enough options, and I don't have the trust for this Knicks team right now. Even though they are coming off of that really crazy road streak, they have lost the last two, and uh, and both of them were at home. So do we make it three in a row at home? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I'll take Philly minus two. Yeah, I was leaving Philly uh, in this game as well. Um uh, New York has been a really good team on the road, especially their offense has been better on the road this uh, season for whatever reason. Um, and like you mentioned, Terrell, that I think that the Joel Embiid matchup, whether it's against Mitchell Robinson or Julius Randle, whoever it might be, that's going to be barbecue chicken uh-huh. for Joel Embiid. Um, and you're right. I think that if Tibbs puts um, – if Tibbs puts uh, Jericho Sims out there to maybe match up on Joel and me, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, you mentioned James Harden there. He's been really good against this Knicks team uh, for whatever reason over his past three games against the Knicks. He's put up at least 26 points in each of those matchups. Uh, he's had nine, at least nine, sorry, eight assists and near triple doubles against this Knicks team as well. So maybe look for some player props. We'll get to player props here in a second, but and just think of the history that the 76ers have against the Knicks. Like, yeah. 
one, you remember all those bad 76ers teams, all of the bad 76ers teams. I'm going to read you off uh, the game logs real quick. Last matchup, uh, Knicks won, 106-104. After that, loss, loss, win, win. Loss, 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 win, loss. Fifteen. So that was fifteen. If you were creeping track out there. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was fifteen. So it. I mean, I don't know. This team has their number. Knicks have been doing a lot better recently, but. I still think that Joel B can have a, a good enough game. James Harden has played this team really well, and he's comfortable in Madison Square Garden. I'm pretty sure he still owns the scoring record for Madison Square Garden right now. Yeah, at 62 <laughs> points, I'm almost positive he still owns it. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take my chances and just say that the Knicks, while they're playing a lot better defensively recently, I don't think that they have enough to stop the options of the 76ers. Delonte, what do you like for this game? Let's start with the spread, man. Minus, let's call it minus uh, two. Yeah, the spread. I'm, I'm not really strong on. Uh, if I if I had to play it, I would probably lean to the Knicks. Um, just I mean, not not really strong. I just feel like that they'll be they'll be up for this game a little bit more. Uh, simply because they they won eight straight. They have won eight straight before losing back to back games. Uh, eight and two last ten ATS, and you know Philly's coming in hot. Uh, seven in a row. So I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. And I think that somewhat favors the Knicks if they can keep uh, Mitchell Robinson on the floor. I mean, that's a big, like you guys mentioned, that's a big component uh, to this game because if he can just, he doesn't have to stop and be because I mean, nobody can. But if he can just, you know, allow them to play more one on one where they won't have to double him as much and only in certain situations, I think they have a better shot uh, because defensively, the Knicks are. Are pretty good. They're seventh in defensive rating. Um, they're fifth in effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, tied for third in effective three point percentage defense. So, on the perimeter defensively, I think they'll be fine. You um, guarding uh, Tobias Harris and James Harden on the on the setback threes. But um, my stronger thing would be the under. Uh, so I agree with both moves of it moving down from three and a half to two and then from two nineteen to two eighteen and a half or two eighteen, whichever uh, depending on where you shop at. So both teams are uh top twelve points per game allowed. Um the only advantage I see is that Knicks while MB is the dominant force, they're still 29th and I mean they're still uh twenty sixth in rim rate defense and points in the paint, New York Knicks are sixth. So, you know, if Embiid is getting attacked and getting, you know, switched in pick and rolls with Randall and, and Brunson, it could lead to some success with Knicks. Um, but I just lean to the under a lot more um, than I would the spread. Seven of the last ten Knicks games have went under. Um, and in this, like, matchup, like you were reading off the matchup-wise, um, the last two have went over, but six of the last seven have went under. And in five of those games, one of those teams have not cracked 100 points. So I think that we get a 105, 102 game, uh, or maybe 104, 102, depending on which team you want to cover. So I would lean heavily to the uh, to the under. And if I had to play the side, I would probably play the Knicks. All right. Uh, 
Throughout thoughts on the total here at two seventeen and a half, currently over at Winbet. Sorry, two eighteen. Oh, I was about to say somebody smashed it again. Uh, call it a cut play, but I think I'm on the over, man. Oh, wow. I, I, I I get why everybody like you know these two teams playing a lot better defensively, really good defensively. All the numbers are there, but I'm gonna just talk to the players. And I'm going to just think of the players and both of these two teams don't like each other. Both of these two teams competing for, you know, playoff seating in the East. This is a really big game in terms of where they're going to sit at. I think that this I think both teams are going to light the scoreboard up. I truly do. I think they're both going to get out and just start scoring. And no matter how good the defense is, I'm always going to take a better offense over a better defense just because of how talented players in the NBA are. So I think players are. I mean, people are comfortable in this building. We know the atmosphere of the Nick of Madison Square Garden. The players are comfortable in this building. Everybody feels decent. Like I and everybody has a day off rest. I think this is a spot where we see a bunch of points. So yeah, I think we get a high scoring game for the first game of the day. All right. Like the Knicks. Um I mean you like Philly's offense better than Knicks or just in B better. Uh no, I think I I think I like individual players better than I think that overall in terms of depth, I think the Knicks have more depth than Philly. However, Philly gets a lot of contribution from that starting five in terms of scoring and that can really help. And the Knicks, they do tend to not close out on three point shooters, not close out on the outside. Sometimes get, you know, they have those issues where they get a little lots good day score on defense. And I think that Philly can make them pay. So I'm I'm leaning under. It just feels a good way to you know zig when they zag. Oh, you mean over? Over, yeah. I'm leaning over. Yeah, I just, it's just that I think <clears> that the Knicks. <throat> I mean, met, like metrically, I get what you're saying. Like from like as well, just metrically, like uh, a lot of the metrics would favor and say that the Knicks are the better um, offensive team now. I mean, that could be you know due to schedule to you know schedule of opponents faced and some mm-hmm. of the metrics might be you know a lot of noise in the metrics but uh Philadelphia 20th in offensive rating the Knicks are the Knicks are 11 so i mean not much of a, a difference but you know a decent size gap so it's just interesting to watch some of those young guys from New York i like a lot like Grimes uh, i think when McBride gets in he's productive um quickly i love quickly uh, top end, like I think they have more energy than um, Philadelphia has. So, uh, any uh, excuse me, <clears throat> any player props we're looking at in this game? Terrell, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, we talked about Joe Embiid and what he does on Christmas Day. He has three Christmas Day games in his career: twenty-five and sixteen, uh, one against the Knicks. So, twenty-five and sixteen in his first Christmas Day game against the Knicks. One, one against Boston, 34 and 16, and then Milwaukee as well, 31 and 11. So he does get off on Christmas Day, Have has a pretty solid day. He also has got three, two, and three assists. So uh, finding a nice number on his assist, I don't know if that's sitting at two and a half or not, but that could be a play that I'd be looking to be interested in as well, just because he, he's going to demand a lot of attention and the Knicks are going to try to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, I see a three and a half for his assist. Um and then his points are at 29 and a half. So I think he could go out there and get 30 for sure. And then I'm uh, fading RJ yeah. Barrett after okay. a 44 piece. Uh, th- this team is just too inconsistent with the scoring. And yeah. 
RJ RJ Barrett had the good game. Jalen Brunson had the bad game. Jalen Brunson also cost them the game with the free throws. So I, I think that this is a good spot um, for the Knicks where you just kind of play the opposite and say that it goes the opposite way. So uh, looking at RJ Barrett, let's like 23 and a half. Like, come on, give me under RJ Barrett under 23 and a half. I think he flops this game and Jalen Brunson is at 20 and a half. I'll take the over on his points. All right. Um, Dante, what do you got for player props, if any? Uh, yeah, I like the same with um, I like uh, Dylan Brunson over 20 and a half. Uh, definitely feel like he'll have some advantages. With I'm pretty sure Harden is going to be on him, which I'm assuming because um, they'll have uh, like PJ Tucker on Arthur Berry. So that's you know that those will for Terrell's pick um, to go under. Um, Julius Randle over points, rebounds, assists. I've been betting it pretty much the past month. He's been scoring over. That was one of my uh, bonus locks um, on the episode me and Real had uh, last week or this week. Um, so I'll keep riding with that. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of chances to get to the line, uh, pull and beat out, shoot some threes. Uh, so those oh, yeah, are the only two that I like point. as of right now. Yeah, I like that, man. Um, all right, anything else for this game, guys? Uh, Harden turnover prop strutters just dropped in the chat and oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, tough Knicks defense. I think it's going to be a quicker pace to be honest. So I expect to be a little bit more lackadaisical with the ball. You know, he's always going to have the ball in his hand. So if you get, if you can, I'm looking for a number right now to see if I can find it. Here we go. James Harden. Yeah. Sitting there plus money at three and a half plus half, plus one ten. Yes. Thank you very much. I'll put that in right now. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good call. Uh, all right, guys, let's get over to the next game of the night or sorry for the afternoon on Christmas Day. It's going to be the L.A. Lakers headed to Texas to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, this will be the second game of the afternoon or sorry for Christmas Day. Look at the lines for this game. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks actually opened up as a four point road, sorry home favorite. That number's been bet all the way up to eight and a half. In this game, uh, total open about 218 and a half. That number has been bent up to 229 and a half. Obviously, no Anthony Davis for the LA Lakers. Uh, Dallas are going to be without Maxi Kleba uh, in this game. But, um, let me start with you on this game. Let's start with the spread here. Currently seeing Dallas as a eight uh, point favorite at home hosting LeBron James and the LA Lakers. What do you think about the side? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty – this uh, handicap is pretty simple for me. Um, if you like Lakers, uh, which I don't, um, you just you just like pretty much put your money on LeBron to carry like a G League team. And if you like Mavericks, who uh, who I think are fraudulent myself, um, you just end on the, like the other guys hitting threes and being able to uh, attack the Laker defense uh, where it's weak, which is on the perimeter. They don't have – a lot of perimeter defenders, they're stronger in the paint whenever they play a lot of that zone. That like it's like a matchup zone that they play on certain certain spurt whenever, especially when LeBron's out of the when he's on the bench, uh, because they lack you know that one on ball defender. So um, you like if you want to play each side, you can make I can make an argument for both sides, but I, I would stay away from the side. Um, this is the 17th um, Christmas game for LeBron. Uh, he's also leading Christmas uh, Day score. Uh, Lakers have the record for most wins on Christmas Day with 24. I kind of wish that they just wouldn't play on Christmas again and just leave it at 24 uh, just for Kobe. But that's just a, that's just a 
fan thing in me. So um I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play this game at all. I guess if I had to, I would lean to the Lakers simply because LeBron is just unreal in primetime situations. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna embrace that matchup with Luca. Um they the only shot that they have is get up and down. They are uh top five in pace while the Mavericks are uh, bottom five in pace. So it's going to be whoever dictates this game is going to win and cover. So if the Lakers can get them down, run and gun, and make some shots, uh, Reeves and um, Lonnie Walker, and, well, I'm not going to say Patrick Beverly, but uh, if, um, <laughs> uh, what's, what's my, um, my guy's name? Uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Schroeder, like if all those guys can at least play, you know, to a median level, then I think the Lakers have a shot to cover, and it'll go over. And if the Mavericks are hitting their shots, um, they're slowing the pace down, a lot of, you know, pick and rolls with Luka. And without AD, uh, Luka's going to – I think Luka's going to feast. Luka might have 50, to be honest. Um, so, uh, as for the side, i I'd pass on it. If I had to, I would just take the Lakers just strictly, strictly off of LeBron, like nothing else, just him in a big situation. Uh, it's something I would I would assume would be profitable. I don't have the numbers to back it up, but I would assume in you know quote unquote prime time spots, LeBron shows more often than not. So I got something on him uh, a little bit later. At Dallas um, at home this season against the spread five ten and two, uh, and then as home favorites five ten and one, and Lakers have not been very good uh, on the road against the spread either five and eleven against the spread and three and eleven against the spread as road underdogs. Oh. Almost like pick your poison here, but a lot of the trends are pointing towards the over in this game. Um, Lakers ten to six overall towards the over um, against the number. I'm sorry to the over, uh, and Dallas is ten and seven to the over at home so far this season. Lakers also nine and five to the over as road underdogs, and Dallas is ten and six to the over as home favorite so far this season. Um, I couldn't bring myself to a side. I would probably go with the Lakers, put a gun to my head. I think eight is just too many points for this Dallas Mavericks team who just have not been covering at home this season uh, outside of two possessions or overall for that uh, matter. But Terrell, uh, what are your thoughts on the side here with Dallas as a minus eight-point favorite? I'm not touching Dallas laying eight-and-a-half points at home. I'm not doing it. You talked about the numbers five, five not five, but eight, five, 17, and one as a favorite this season. Like, I feel like that's that's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Eight, 17, and one, six, 10, and one at home. They don't cover at home. They don't cover as a favorite. I understand this is a Lakers team, and the Lakers team is really, really bad. And <clears throat> everything that is supposed to be. However, this is a Lakers team that is now traveling to Dallas on Christmas Day. Yep. Not the other way around. Yep. Like not, we're not doing this in LA. Yep. Like, come on. I think there's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of that. I think that um, last night clearly mm-hmm. was a look ahead spot for them, and I probably should have handicapped that a little bit better. But uh, I'm I'm not trusting Dallas to beat anybody by close to ten points. I don't do it. They're, yeah. At, at times, it's Luca and nobody else, and I know they have the uh, your Tim Hardaway Juniors, your Spencer Dinwiddie, your uh, your Christian Wood, but this Lakers team has been okay defensively for the entirety of the year. I'm gonna just bank on them to, to lock it down in one spot and keep this close. Like I expect to see points, as you said. I think that they're gonna run up and down the floor, as Delonte said. I'm not trusting the Mavericks to lay eight and a half points. I'm just not doing it. I. 
we can fall flat on our face. I'm perfectly fine doing it. The Mavericks are one team that I will not trust them laying this amount of points. They didn't even cover this against Houston. And Luka had 50. (laughs) Luka had 50 and you still can't cover seven. Like, come on, I'm not doing this. Luka could go out here and have an amazing game and they probably still can't cover this spread. They're not, they are not the team that you want to trust with a large number. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree too. It's, it's yeah, Lakers are past here. Uh, let's go to the total here, guys. Uh, currently sitting at two twenty nine uh, on this total here. Delonte, what do you think about the total here? Yeah, I would just lean over simply because I mean I feel like both whichever side you lean to or whichever side you want to bet, I think it's correlated. If you love the Lakers, you gotta like the over just based off of the pace. If you like the Mavericks, you gotta like the um, you gotta like the under. Um, for the last five of the Mavericks games have went under, um, but also haven't played a team as fast as the Lakers like to play. Um, and one thing that also is in the Mavericks' favor is they, they are third in uh, turnover percentage, so they don't turn the ball over, which kind of somewhat can limit to fast breaking for the Lakers. Uh, and the Lakers, they don't turn people over their last in NBA in turnover percentage. Um, and... Um, the Mavericks, I mean, they really just like to play at a snail's pace. I mean, they are the only team in the NBA who averages under uh, – well, they're the only team in the NBA that doesn't average double-digit fast break points. They average nine fast break points, which is 30th in the NBA. So they literally want to walk the ball up every single chance that they get. And if they are effective in doing that and hitting some threes, uh, it, it could just – you know, slow the game down. But I think the Lakers can dictate the pace. Um, I think they'll get out. I think they'll run. Um, they'll try to speed. They'll try to speed the Mavericks up. So I would lean to the over uh, if I had to. All right, Terrell, thoughts on the total here? Yeah, I'm on the over. I think uh, Dallas has quietly really been an over team all year, and um, I think that this is opportunity where I think the Lakers can force them into speed in this game up. I think they can force them into speeding this game up, getting out and running in transition. And just with one, the bad basketball that the Lakers play. Like the Lakers are playing bad basketball. Yeah. If you're turning the ball over, if you're out here taking bad shots on the shot clock, allowing long rebounds and the other team to get out in transition, of course they're going to run. They're, you're begging them to run. So I think that they're going to force the Lakers. The Lakers are going to force the Mavericks to run by playing bad basketball. So, yeah, I'm on an over in this one. I think it flies. All right, uh, player props in this game, Terrell. What do you like? Uh, let's see here. Um, not really on too too much in this game. Okay. If I had to go back to something, I would probably go back to Tim Hardaway Jr.'s three points, three points, three pointers, two and a half. Yeah. And just saying that after Luca had 50, they're going to try to get other people involved. And he's one guy that can come up, spot up, shoot in the corner. He's accepted that as his new role on his team instead of always having to be a creator like he's had to in the past. And for other teams having to be a creator, he's accepted that, hey, I'm just getting out the way. Luca's going to find me the ball and I'm going to drain it. So I'd probably go back to Tim Hardaway Jr.'s three-pointers. All right. Uh, Delonte, player props in this game? Yeah. Uh, my, so my favorite player prop of the entire slate is LeBron over 44.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Um, okay. He has absolutely been killing it since uh, AD has been out. He has been a little bit uh, tentative 
um, as far as going to the rim. Uh, I think his free throw numbers are really low the last five games. I think he only shot four free throws in four of those five games. I have to double check that. Um, but he hasn't been aggressive. So he's been shooting, you know, fadeaway jumpers and bad mid-range jumpers, chucking up 35-footers. Typically not LeBron, what LeBron likes to do. Um, and the Mavs have no inside presence at all. So he's going to dominate on the glass. Um, the only question that I have is, can his teammates, you know, make enough shots to get him to the assist? But, I mean, luckily, I think that he'll have, you know, 38 and 15, and we won't have to worry about the assist. Um, so I like LeBron over points, rebounds, and assists, and sprinkle a little bit, 14 and one triple-double. Uh, I've seen it out there. I don't know if you've seen a, a higher number or a lower number. That's just a – I only see one book that has it at 14 and one. Um, so if I'm off or – Somebody else, you know, shop around, make sure you find the right number. Uh, like Christian Wood, over 20 and a half points and rebounds, much like I was talking about with the Lakers. Um, the I mean, much I was talking about with the Mavs not having inside presence, the Lakers without AD. Uh, plus, Brian's not much of a defender. Christian Wood's going to school them on the pick and roll. You can post them up. Uh, more, more size uh, to dominate the glass for the Dallas Mavericks. So I like uh, Christian Wood over 20 and a half points and rebounds. Yeah, I think my favorite player probably this game is going to be LeBron points, uh, 29 and a half. Uh, he's gone over this in at least five straight games for the Rock. Sorry, for the Rockets, for the Lakers. Um, and we'll make that one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six games in a row. He's had uh, 30 or more points. Again, we know the numbers and how well he does without Anthony Davis in the lineup because he is pretty much the scoring option at that point for this uh, Lakers team. Um, and again, being on Christmas Day, I think that he's going to come out and put on a show here in Dallas. So I like uh, LeBron over 29 and a half points here uh, for this game against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, anything else for this game, guys, before we get over to the next one? Um, I know uh, Real was talking about how uh, Lakers are traveling to Dallas. So this is the first time Dallas has hosted um, a game on Christmas since 2011. And that was the year they beat LeBron uh, when he was with Miami, um, with Jason Kidd. So, I mean, just if you're looking for, you know, little things to take off LeBron. You know, you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron, he listens to everything. He remembers everything. So if you're looking for something that might tick him off just a little bit, uh, something to look into. And I mean, Mavs, uh, they returned from a home, uh, a four-game road trip. So they could be, it could be a little bit sleepy. I'm back at home, you know, taking care of the kids and the wives and the side joints and, you know, how that goes. So Thomas Bryant, double-double at two, plus 220. Yeah, I got like hosed on that last night. He fell two points short. He had thirteen boards last night. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get the rebounds. We all know he's gonna get the rebounds, but he should score in the paint in this yeah. game. When you think about who is opposing him on the other side, you're not afraid of Christian Wood inside. You're, you don't think that he's gonna challenge him on the defensive end too much. I would, I, I think that that's a solid play. He should be able to get a double double. Yeah. All right. All right, let's get over to the next game of the Christmas Day schedule. That's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks headed to Boston to take on the Celtics. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Boston Celtics, minus 3.5. That number's been bent up to minus 4.5 in favor of Boston. Uh, total opened up at 219.5. That number's been bent all the way up to 225.5 in this game. Uh, I think Chris Middleton is going to be missing this game for the Milwaukee Bucks. I did see a note that the Bucks said that uh, they don't uh, – it's not that they don't like it, but they haven't seen uh, his knee progress 
in a timely manner that they hoped um, that it would have for uh, Chris Middleton. So it looks like it'll be the Giannis Drew Holiday Show for the Milwaukee Bucks. Boston, like we mentioned, coming off the victory last night against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They get the cover. And the Milwaukee Bucks falling short to the Brooklyn Nets last night uh, in that game. But let's start with the side here. Uh, currently seeing minus four and a half for this game between the Bucks and the Celtics. Terrell, let me start with you here. Minus four and a half for the Boston Celtics. Are you riding them like you did yesterday, or are we fading them in this game? Um, I think we got to back the Celtics in this one. Okay. And I want to pull up the number because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I've been watching this and just been super curious on it on the course of this season because it seems like when the books are when the books say that the Bucks should lose, they lose. Now Bucks sitting at two and four as a underdog this season, all on the road. You think of what this is going to mean for Boston and for Milwaukee. I would have liked them if if Chris Milton plays in this game, and if if it comes back that Chris Milton is playing, which I really doubt that he is. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out for. Uh, I think that I would probably pivot over to the Bucks just because I, I can't fade that threesome of Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton. They're too productive. They're too good. ATS on the road, at home, everything. But in this spot where Boston reeling at first just got a really well-needed win against the Timberwolves last night, still at home, no travel, Christmas Day, like I <sighs> – I took the road team the first two games. I think I'm – I kind of like backing the home team a little bit more on Christmas. It just didn't make sense for me with the first two games. I could probably get there a little bit more on the Knicks than the the Mavericks. But here, Boston at home, get to spend Christmas with their family, hanging out. Bucks could be – you know, it is like a big game atmosphere, but I'm expecting them to – come out, look a little sluggish. Like, I think Boston wins this in the first half. That's one of my plays. I got Boston first half uh, minus two, minus two and a half, wherever you get that at. I think that's a really good play. I think Boston's going to come out here and play with a lot of energy, a lot of pace in the first half of the game, try to dominate and start fast. Milwaukee, normally a good first half team, has been reeling on the road this season in the first half a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to take my chances. I, I think that this is a pretty decent spot for Boston where people are still going to probably try to back Milwaukee as a dog. And they just haven't been that good in this spot over the course of the season. Yeah, I, I agree here. I, I, there's something not right with this Milwaukee Bucks team. Now, I don't know whether that's dealing with injuries or whatever the case might be, but I, I think that's coaching. Boston, yeah, it could be coaching as well, but, but, but it's not a coach. You're not a good coach. <laughs> Uh, it's lots of coming with a hot take coach, but not a good coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be a possibility, but I just think there's that. I think Boston probably just, you know, snapped out of this funk um, offensively when they were not knocking down their three-point shots. And I think that, you know, maybe that carries over to this game against the Milwaukee, sorry, yeah, against the Milwaukee Bucks. But um, I think Giannis does have a big game. I think Time Lord should be able to go in this game. I think they probably gave him a night off yesterday. Uh, so he could play in this game, at least maybe give him 15, 20 minutes uh, to give him some rim protection there going up against Giannis. Uh, but I think that they have enough 
defensively to slow down Giannis. Giannis will still get his, but I don't think it's going to be enough for them to overcome what this Boston offense can do, uh, whether that's knocking down the three-point shot or whether that's getting to the basket and finishing around the basket. I think there's just more offensive weapons and shooters for this Boston Celtics team right now than the Milwaukee Bucks, especially without Chris Middleton, who, let's face it, he hasn't been very good you know, coming back from injury so far this season. So I'm going to go with Boston here as well. Uh, Delonte, what do you like about this game as far as the side? Yeah, man. I'll make I'll make it sweet by like Austin as well. Um, like you you just brought up one of the key components that I think um that people aren't factoring in, and that's Robert Williams and his defense efforts. Um Al Horford has been one of the better defenders of Giannis. Um we saw that in the playoff run. Now, of course, nobody's gonna stop Giannis, but he does make Giannis work, you know, a little bit harder. So the combination of him and Robert Williams together. I think that's going to limit Giannis and frustrate him just a little bit. Boston's at home where they play extremely well. They haven't been playing well uh, as of late. They uh, they are three six and one last ten ATS, but they are eight and two last ten um, ATS at home. So second in net rating, uh, one of three teams to be in the top ten in both offensive and defensive rating. So they're going to not only play off- good basketball offensively, also going to play well defensively um and one thing about milwaukee where they are a good defensive team they don't turn teams over so marcus smart malcolm brogdon um jalen brown is i guess i don't know he doesn't he doesn't have i can't even call him handles whatever he does he they're not gonna be able to turn them over so that's gonna lead to more opportunities for these guys to put people in positions to score so i like boston a lot um like the team total over um one thing, something to monitor that I usually do in smaller spread games, uh, I like to look at the free throw percentage. Uh, Boston's first in free throw percentage, so you know, down the stretch, uh, two three point game and fouls with a foul start. Boston's gonna make their free throws, especially with Brogdon, uh, Smart, um, Brown, and Tatum on the, on the floor. So I like Boston a lot. Um, I'm surprised that it's the numbers are a little higher. Maybe it's just waiting on the Chris Middleton news. Um, I would honestly like. Middleton to play simply because I think we'll get more value on Boston if they do play. Um, and something to watch for, uh, I'm sorry, it's a uh, fire truck coming by my crew. Something to watch for Boston is how aggressive that Dylan Brown and Jason Tatum are against Brooke Lopez and his defense. So when those guys are getting downhill, I don't think Brute Lopez is going to be able to stay in front of them and stop them when they get to the paint. So I'll look at uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum props as well. But like you guys, I like Boston a lot. All right. Uh, Terrell, any player props you're looking at in this game? Uh, um, probably – I'm probably going back to Jalen Brown's turnovers. Okay. I'm probably going back to his turnovers and just – it's too many – it's too many defensive – like too many defensive giants on this team for a guy that struggles to dribble the ball 10 times without turning the ball over. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take my chances with that. He's turnover prone. It hasn't changed this year. It's been a little bit less this year, but this is a really good defensive matchup where it doesn't matter really who ends up switching on to him. He can get, 
Javon Carter. He can get Drew Holiday go into the paint. You have Giannis and you have Brooke Lopez, who is right now trending as defensive player of the year. I think he's going to turn the ball over when he gets the ball in his hand. So, you know, that's the only aspect of Jalen Brown's game that I don't like is how turnover prone he can be, how lackadaisical he can be with the ball. So back here in this matchup, I'm going to go for it again. I'm not going to try to get you a number on that, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was plus money. Uh, two and a half at minus 130. All right, see. If, I, if you can find a three... Or three and a half at plus money, I'd take it. All right. Uh, Delonte, any player props in this game? Uh, yeah, I like Jason Tatum um, over points, rebounds, and assists. Um, I think he's going to come out with the aggressive. He's going to take on the challenge to, uh, I think he might try to guard Giannis a little bit as well to spell um, Robert Williams and Al Horford from doing so. So there were a lot of players at Giannis, of course. Um, so I like him points, rebounds, and assists over. Uh, I like Drew Holiday over as well, especially if Middleton's out. They're gonna have to rely. They're gonna have to rely more on Drew Holiday to do some scoring. Um, and also, Bobby Portis double double. Uh, he's gonna be the anchor of that bench. Um, I think he'll come out and play with some aggression against that uh, Boston second unit. Um, so I like those three uh, as of right now. All right. Um, if Jalen like- Brown had a handle, he would be better than Jason Tatum. For a while, I was saying he was even without that. But just if he, yeah. if he, uh, yeah, yeah, if he had handles, he would be better than Jason Tatum, just because of the fact that now you're adding probably a lot more scoring into his bag because he doesn't turn the ball over as much. Better defense, uh, better yeah. defender too. Also, yeah, better. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Anything else for this game, guys? Uh, first quarter, I like um, first quarter over. Both teams okay. top five in first quarter points per game. Uh, Boston's going to come out to be aggressive. Um, the last time we seen them play an elite team, you know, they fell short against the Orlando Magic. Uh, well, actually, it was the Clippers. That, that was the last elite team. But they couldn't they couldn't beat the Orlando Magic, couldn't stop them uh, at home. And I think they're going to come out with some uh, aggression. aggression. Uh, Milwaukee's going to come out fired up as well. Big game, a uh, lot of scoring. Both teams are known for defense. But I think each side has specific kind of uh, advantages they can take care of. And I think that they'll be able to go back and forth in the first quarter before both coaches, well, before Missoula makes adjustments because Bud, he's not going to adjust at all. So I like first quarter over. 50, right. I think it's 50. Uh, let me try to find a number so we are on the same page. Um, 58, 58 and a half. Is that what you see? Uh, let me see. If I can find it, a lot of times I don't drop it till game day. But let me see I, quarters. First quarter, I see fifty-four and a half. Oh yeah, 50, 50, 54 and a half. That's cool. Yeah, I, I was looking at the wrong. Yep, 50, fifty-four and a half. I'll take that. All right, all right, guys. Two games left on the schedule here. Let's go over to the Memphis Grizzlies headed to the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern start for this game. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Golden State Warriors are, sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies are a four and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, total is at 228 and a half. Do see some 229s out there. Um, obviously, no Steph Curry in this game for the Golden State Warriors. We talked about Desmond Bain returning for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in this, uh, for this uh Sorry for this team uh, in this game against the uh, Phoenix Suns. Now he'll be on the court 
uh, looking for some revenge here against the uh, Golden State Warriors after the Warriors eliminated them last season in the uh, NBA playoffs there. And again, that was a couple games without John Moran, who had that injury. But, mm-hmm. Charles, let me start with you here, man. This feels like an ultimate just get-up spot of get-up spots for the Memphis Grizzlies here. Are you back in the Grizzlies here, or are you taking the home dog? All right, so y'all know Memphis is my my guys. Memphis are my guys. Like, that's those are my guys. Appreciate them. Great, entertaining team to watch. This is a terrible spot. This is a terrible spot because how much this game means to them. Like, this game means so much that they're going to overlook this game. They are 100. I'm telling you right now, Memphis is about is overlooking the Warriors right now. This is a Warriors team that is still really good at home. Even without their star cast, they're still really good at home. You're potentially getting Andrew Wiggins back. So that's going to add a two-way player on both sides of the ball and potentially the game's leading scorer, if we're being frankly honest. And they're coming off of a 25-point win against the Phoenix Suns, another Western Conference foe that they get up for a lot. This Memphis team has been succumbed to Western Conference teams on the road. They just lost to Denver recently. They lost to OKC. Like, they've lost to the Western Conference on the road. That's been a really bad spot for them. And we talk about Golden State at home all the time, and now I'm getting four and a half points. I understand it's no Steph. Why are you getting up for this game if it's no Steph? Like, why Why is this line only four and a half? This line should be at seven, eight. This should be, this should be a lot more. If you're telling me that I'm getting a full-strength Grizzly squad, and I'm getting no Steph. Uh, what? No Clay Thompson as well. Clay should be in this game. He's not injured. Yeah. I know that they, they yeah, don't so play on back to backs. So you're looking yeah, at it, projected starting lineup of Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, and Kevon Looney. Yeah, I think the Warriors are live in this game. This is a terrible spot with they, uh, with them coming off of two back to back blowout losses out east. Coming home for Christmas, you have the uh, Memphis Grizzlies who are coming off of a blowout win against who was the top team in the West for, what, two years in a row, basically? So, yeah, no, I think that everybody is on Memphis. Literally everybody and their mother is on Memphis. This line has not moved. Hasn't budged. Not an inch. It's sitting at four and a half. It's been sitting at four and a half for the longest. It will not get to to three possessions. Like, it's not getting there. Eight is a little bit of a key number in the NBA, if you didn't know that. If this game was inching closer to eight, then, okay, I would feel closer to Memphis. But this just the line is telling me to bet Golden State. My gut is telling me to bet Golden State. I know Steph is not in the game. Even the Grizzlies are telling you to bet Golden State because the Grizzlies are like, no, Steph, I wish Steph was playing, but we still about to smack the heck out of y'all. Like, come on now. Those are my guys. Those are really my guys. But I'm going to let you know. They're missing a little bit of cohesion. Nick thrown out that the first game that Ja, uh, Triple J, and Bane played was last night. Uh-huh. I think that they're about to get in here. They're going to get buried by the Warriors. Give me Golden State plus four and a half. Sprinkle on a plus 160 money line. I know that's 100% where nobody thought I was going with this, but I think this Golden State team is about to get up for this game, and I think Memphis is overlooking them without Steph Curry. All right. Delonte, what do you got for this game? Memphis uh, headed to the Bay Area to take on the Warriors. If, if I was to, like, let's say if I was to send you guys my notes, it would be exactly what Real just rattled off. Like, exa- exactly, like, from start to finish, like, exactly what it is. I think it's a terrible spot for Memphis. Um, Golden State, 
they of course we know they struggle on the road. I mean, even with this, they struggled on the road. Uh, they four and thirteen ATS um, on the road, but they returned home from a six game road trip where they went one five straight up. Uh, they're gonna get more comfortable. The, the shots gonna fall. I think you're gonna get a semi glimpse of games he's Clay. Uh, so he's gonna be fired up for the game for the matchup. Uh, Memphis, I think. Like, well, I love Memphis. I think they just, I think they win more games in the regular season simply because they just care and play harder than every other team. That's not a knock on them, but we all know that, you know, one third of the NBA, they don't play hard every night. I think, I really think that Memphis, like one through uh, like 15 or 18, however many guys they have, like on practice squad, whatever, I really think that they, play harder than any other team in the NBA from night in and night out. Like that's just what they do. That's the mentality that they have in that city and in that organization, which is great. Um but all in all, I think this is a home run spot for Golden State. They get Wiggins back, which is absolutely it's it's big for them. Um I never thought I'd say that about Andrew Wiggins. Uh but he's gonna be able to defend. He's gonna take some scoring load off of um, Clay and Poole. Uh, Draymond's going to be able to facilitate a little bit more instead of having to score. I guess I'll put that in quotation marks or attempt to score. Um, Memphis, uh, they, like you said, the cohesion is, is going to take a little bit with Bang just returning. Uh, Triple J is going to be locked in on that uh, Michigan matchup between him and Draymond. Being at that, I think they're both from the same area. I know they're from the same state, but I think they're around from the same area. Uh, so they both uh, embrace that matchup as well. Uh, one thing that Golden State doesn't have to worry about is paint production. Uh, Memphis is first in points per game in the paint. Um, they de- they defend well. They defend the paint well. And Golden State loves to attack the rim. Uh, Memphis is third in rim rate defense. Uh, third in effective field goal percentage defense. So defensively, they're going to play hard. But I think that. Warrior shots will fall. I think those young guys, Kaminga, Wiseman, uh, even to a lesser extent, Moody, I think those guys will play well and can match for that energy um, that Memphis plays with. So I love Golden State in this in this spot. Uh, four and a half money line. Uh, first quarter, especially low in the first quarter to come out and just blitz uh, Memphis. Um, so I'm real. Uh, like Golden State a lot in this game. Yeah, Golden State, I mean, you guys mentioned it. It's not a secret that this team is just better at home, right? And you just take a look at the just the ATS splits. It's it, it's no secret. They're 10 and 4 against spread at home. Uh one and no as home underdogs this season. Uh nine and four uh as home favorites. So they take care of business at home. It's just on the on the road is where they just had troubles. Um and Memphis has not been a very good uh, road team, uh, at least against the spread, right? Four eleven and one against the spread on the yep. road, oh and four as road underdogs and uh as yep. road favorites. Four seven and one. So yeah. um, I think a lot of signs are pointing towards the Golden State Warriors here. I like the Golden State Warriors here as well. I, I think that Terrell and, and Delonte, you guys both hit the nail on the head that people are going to be all over the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, without Jobber or sorry, without Steph Curry for the Warriors. And, and that's just going to be the narrative in this game. But I think that, you know, I think there's enough for this team to compensate without Steph Curry on the floor. And we saw that when they played Toronto uh, a few nights ago, or at least last week, where they just came out and just blitzed that Toronto Raptors team. Uh, Let's get over to the total here, guys. Uh, Terrell, quickly, I'll start with you on the total here. What do you like? Uh, Give me a 
Warriors team total over. Okay. And I just think that they're going to be able to score. Memphis defensively has been good, but I think that this is a spot with the Warriors at home that they're going to run with a lot of pace. They're going to try to keep lock and step with Memphis. I don't think Memphis is going to come in here and lay an egg. I just don't think that defensively they're going to be what they've been all season, which is a pretty solid defensive unit, especially with Triple J and Dylan Brooks in the lineup. I think that this is the opportunity with, you know, that it's a letdown on the defensive side of the ball. So I like a Warriors team total <clears> over, and I'll take an over for the game as well. Yeah, I see 112 and a half uh, for the Warriors team total in this game. A uh, full game total is at 228 and a half, 229, depending on on your book. Uh, Delonte, uh, thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'd like the over. Um, both teams going to play with pace. And one thing that Golden State does that, I, that kind of scares me in this matchup is they turn the ball over a lot. Um, they're 30th in turnover percentage. And if they don't limit that, then Memphis can get out in transition where they are incredible and Jock can get downhill and they'll start to run alleys. And that could one thing could lead to another. So that's one thing that does scare me uh, with this matchup. But it also leads us to the over um, in the game. I think both teams are going to be able to knock down some threes, um, get out and run. Uh, free throws. Uh, another thing that I didn't bring up: uh, Memphis is last in the NBA in free throw percentage. So, you know, statistics show that they're gonna down the stretch. If it's a you know two or three point game with a foul start, they'll start missing some shots. Um, but let's hope we don't need that for the over. I like the over as well. Um, also, with real on the Warriors team total over. I just think it's just a home run spot for um, going to state. Yep. Uh, don't see any player props this for this game. Probably still waiting for some injury news for the um, Golden State Warriors side. Um, if you guys want to mention any guys you would be targeting this game here, uh, Delonte, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Draymond points and rebound points and assists, um, rebounds and assists. I'm sorry. Uh, I see one look at eleven and a half. Um, so basically, just six rebounds, six assists. Uh, I think he'll be able to really distribute the ball with Wiggins being back. Um, with the curl around with uh, that Steph does so well, Jordan Poole will be able to, you know, fill that role and rebound. And Draymond's going to be, he's going to make sure that, you know, Memphis doesn't have a lot of second chance points. Um, he knows how good that they are uh, in the paint and offense rebound wise. So I look for him to um, go over that number. Also, I mentioned Clay uh, going semi game six. So I like him over. Uh, let's see if I see, I see his points at 20 and a half. Uh, I would play alternate. I would play 25 plus. You probably can get plus money on it. Um, but I like 20 and a half just for grading purposes. Cause we don't have a lot of numbers out right now. Um, but those are the two I like most, um, uh, in this game. Uh, Terrell, any player props, uh, you're targeting in this game? Yeah. So I'm keeping the turnover thing going. Strutters, you and I are lockstep with this one. Jordan Poole in games without Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry, seven turnovers, four turnovers, four, four, six, four, five, five, two, four, four, five. So he's going to have the ball in his hands. There is a point of emphasis on uh, his dribbling and how he dribbles the basketball and what's a carry, what's not a carry, how how often he, that's been called against him and how, how it is. So I think that Definitely Jordan Poole with the ball in his hands and how he's – and how he's been carrying himself in games that he's going to turn the ball over a little bit. It's going to be more opportunities for turnovers. So I'll take, I don't have a number on that right now because they're trying to figure out what that lineup is actually going to be. But when it comes out, it's probably going to sit somewhere between two and a half, three and a half. And I like both. All right. 
Uh, all right, let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the uh, Phoenix Suns headed to Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets in this game. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing – just lost my page. Give me a second here. Um, Denver opened up as a two-and-a-half point favorite. That number's been bet up to minus four-and-a-half in this game. Total opened up at 231-and-a-half. That number's at 231 currently. Um, not sure if Devin Booker's going to be able to go in this game. He's dealing with a growing injury for the um, Phoenix Suns. I uh, only see player props are right now for the Denver Nuggets. They're a pretty healthy squad. Jamal Murray came back uh, on Friday night uh, for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, we also saw the return of Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets as well. Um, Terrell, let me start with you on this game here. Currently seeing the Denver Nuggets are a four-and-a-half-point home favorite hosting the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me. I'm not taking Denver as a favorite. Ten and four as a favorite right now. Uh, you know, very good win against Portland last night. You were able to muscle that one through and get that. But overall, this is not a good team. ATS 14 and 17 on the season. At least Phoenix is somewhat covering games. I know they've been a lot worse recently, but I, I just don't trust this Denver team. And I think that now after they've had a couple games to kind of re-figure out the rotation and kind of talk things over and figure out what they're doing, that this could be a pretty decent spot for the Suns to come in here and play a lot better basketball than they did against Memphis and they did against Washington. So uh, I'm expecting, you know, this everybody's thinking that a Denver didn't forget that they got swept by this team, all that, blah, blah, blah. I think this is a spot where, DeAndre Ayton can have a, an amazing game in this one. This can be a, a spot where Miles, uh, not Miles, but Mikael Bridges is able to go out there and add something on both ends, not just what he does defensively, but be able to add scoring as well. And when we get to the fourth quarter, that's when I'll feel comfortable about trusting Chris Paul, not necessarily before that, but when we get to the fourth quarter. So I think that this is a spot where Denver, so bad defensively, they have a lot of liabilities in that offensive lineup on defense. And I think that that's something that the Suns can take advantage of. So even though the Suns are shorthanded, I think they keep this one close. All right. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game? Yeah, out of all our games, uh, I think this one is the maybe least attractive from uh, like a betting perspective, simply because it's a lot of unknowns, especially with Phoenix. Um I was listening and reading some stuff uh, from the Suns last night, and Monty Williams was asked about Devin Booker, and he said that Devin Booker had been shooting and moving around, but he wasn't moving around as effectively as he should be um, with the groin. So that kind of tells me that, A, well, it, it could tell me two things. A, uh, Devin Booker is going to be out for this game, or B, that's just, you know, basically coach speaking he's really gonna let Devin Booker play and have the niggas prepared for non-Devin Booker. So um depending on which side you land on, um like like Real said, I trust um the Nuggets against elite teams and I think Phoenix is an elite team when healthy. Um so even without Booker I I, I like him uh, in this matchup. I think like uh, Real mentioned again, Aiden is gonna dominate inside. Um the rim rate of Denver is 29. Uh, they're 28 in effective field goal percentage defense. So, Suns 
even without those guys in the lineup, um, missing you know missing CP three from time to time, missing Devin Booker from time, they're still top five in uh, offensive rating and offensive efficiency. So the offense is there, um, and I think with as bad as Denver's defense is, some guys are going to get the looks. And one thing that uh, that I'm banking on is if Devin Booker is ruled in. This game is going to fall at least by a point and a half, two points. So we'll get a little bit of value with that. And even if he's ruled out, maybe it'll move a half point, uh, if that. Uh, so I think we're getting some value with the Suns at this number. Um, it's just that some of the stuff that Monty Williams was saying, he was asked about, like, um, what does he feel? How does he feel about teams like physicality and how to play against physical teams? And he was saying that they don't play well against physical teams. They feel like that they get pumped. Um, when they played the Memphises uh, as they did last night, when they played the Boston's, when they played the Milwaukee's, and that was kind of that was kind of discouraging for me. But then I flipped it and was like, well, if I heard that and thought and felt way about it, these players had to the same way. So I come out with a lot more intensity. And Denver's not a physical team; they're a finesse team, so they don't have to worry about a lot of physicality uh, with this matchup. So I think it's a good spot for Phoenix. Um, Love the eight props. Uh, props to real for that. So I love the eight props. Um, love Phoenix in this uh, in this spot. So I would say plus one there. All right. Uh, you have thoughts on the total as well? Or we're at it? I go under. Now, Denver is a, like one of the better offensive teams in the NBA, but I think the Suns can combat that with some good defense. They've got good perimeter defenders under deep uh, with uh, guards and forwards. The only thing that could slow it, that mean that could deter it, is if both teams are just like white hot from three, um, and that that could go. Uh, you know, good offense always beats good defense. So if the threes are falling for both sides, um, that's a bad indication for the over. But I would lean under simply because it's a slower pace game. Uh, the advantage for Phoenix is going to be on the inside with Aiton, uh, and of course the Nuggets are going to want to rely a lot on um, Joker. So uh, I would lean to the under, just nothing stronger. Charles, thoughts on the total? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go under on this one. And it's just the – if I'm on the Suns, I think the Suns control the pace of the game and they're going to run a slow game. Like they're going to try to keep this in the half court, play really good defense, not let them get out and run, not have turnovers. Like this – I expect to see a very clean game from the Suns, whereas they limit turnovers, limit fast break, tra- limit transition points – and that all that can drive a total under. So if I like the Suns, I gotta like the under. All right. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? Before we get into our lock and dog. Uh, all right. I'm on Aiton. I'm on Aiton. Yeah, player props. Uh, Aiton. Uh, yeah, anything I'm else, Drew? No, no, that's it. I'm I'm all on uh, DeAndre in this game. Okay. Uh, Delonte, player props that you were targeting. Uh, yeah, I'm on Aiton as well. Um, I do like some uh, Mikael Bridges props. He struggled the last two games. I think he breaks out of that. Uh, more than likely, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be on him, uh, and we all know that Michael Porter Jr. Jr. can spell defense. So, yep. um, like Mikael Bridges over, like threes over as well. Um, it's not a lot of uh, Phoenix props simply because we don't know the status of Booker. Um, so not up just yet, but usually they would come. Mikael Bridges is usually uh, – like right around like 14, uh, 14 and a half. And then threes made is usually just one and a half. So uh, I like both of those numbers uh, over along with um, eight and double double uh, points and rebounds. Uh, I love eight in the matchup. 
All right. Before we get into our lock and dog for this Christmas Day schedule, let me tell you guys about Dave. Um, with the holidays here, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Well, Dave can help you get out of the pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck or just struggling to make ends meet, the holidays are can be a really stressful time for you. But with Dave, you can get your money sooner so you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones, not having to worry about how much money you're going to spend or how much money you're going to have to get throughout the week. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expensive expenses that you've been stressing out about without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app for financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand from the future. So all you got to do is go to your app store right now or go to dave.com slash SGPN to download the app. Sign up for an extra cash account. Uh, extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees applies banking services provided by evolve bank and trust member FDIC. All right, guys, let's close it out strong here with our lock and dog for this Christmas day schedule. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off a man with your lock and dog? Yeah, man, I'm trying to narrow it down. Uh, So I think for the lock, we're going to go with a derivative. We're going to go with Milwaukee, Boston over 54 and a half in the first quarter. Uh, ran it down in the um, in the rundown about how both teams are very effective in the first quarter. Uh, I think Boston's going to come out and you know play with some energy, and I think Milwaukee after that loss is going to come out and play with energy as well before both teams adjust and the game slows it down a little bit. Uh, so I like that over 54 and a half um, for lock. As for the dog, another derivative. Um, I, I'm going to go with Golden State first quarter money line. Uh, I see right now it's like 115, 120, 125. I'll shop around, try to get you at 125. Um, I think I think uh, Golden State comes out and plays extremely well. Uh, I do think that they win the game, but I'd much rather have some instant gratification, go ahead and get my money and bet on somebody else, uh, bet on another game. So, uh, Golden State Warriors money line, uh, first quarter money line, uh, plus 125 for the dog. All right. Uh, for my lock and dog, I'm going to go with a player prop for my lock. Um, let's go with LeBron over 29 and a half points here against Dallas Mavericks. Talked about how he's the pretty much the primary scoring option when AD is not on the floor for the LA Lakers. Um, and he's been on a run of six straight games of at least 30 plus points for the LA Lakers. So right now at 20, 25, sorry, 29 and a half uh, for LeBron to get over this number as my lock for my dog. I think it's the only dog that we all like on the board here. Um, Give me the Golden State Warriors, plus four and a half, plus 165, all the money line here to take care of business against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think we all hit the key points. I think this might be the sharper side where people, the public is going to be all over the Memphis Grizzlies, seeing that the, the Warriors don't have staff, revenge angle, all that stuff. But Warriors just find a way to win games at home. And that's, not, that's not been a secret this season for the Golden State Warriors. Taking care of business at home and on the road, it's, it's a different story for this team. But at on Christmas Day, at home, 
getting Wiggins back uh, with Clay Thompson, with Draymond, with Kamal Looney, with Jordan Poole, and the guys contributing off the bench, I think they can get the victory here against the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, plus 165 on the money line for the Golden State Warriors as my dog. Uh, Terrell, close out strong, my man. All righty here. Let's go with for my lock. Let's take the Knicks in the first half. Get out quick. Go out there. I'll take Knicks first half. Get out quick. Really a good first half team over the course of the entire season. They're actually yeah. the number one first half team in terms of ATS over the entire season. Philly trending more closer to the bottom. I think that this is a good spot. The Knicks get out really quickly and then disappoint me in the second half. Uh, For my dog, can't get away from it. Give me Golden State money line. I think that this is just a really good spot, and it would just be like Memphis to lose this game with Steph being out. Love it. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast for the Christmas Day games. Um, anything else that we forgot to mention here, Dur- uh, Terrell, before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good to go. Uh, Delonte, anything else, my man? Uh, no, nah, I'm good to go. I got a... Um... I got an article coming out today. This uh, got a best bet from every game. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, we're putting in some other plays in the Discord. So, you know, hit us up in there as well. All right. Uh, we'll be back on Monday as usual to recap the Thursday, sorry, the uh, Sunday games, the Christmas Day games. And we'll be back on regular schedule as usual for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow the SGPN, uh, sorry, the NBA Gambling Podcast account on Twitter at SGPNNBA. Make sure to follow the uh, and subscribe to the YouTube account uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. You guys will know where uh, we do go live. Um, from uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast family, Have it, everybody uh, has a happy holiday. Whether you're celebrating Christmas or with loved ones having your uh, Christmas parties, holiday parties, all that good stuff. So uh, be safe out there. I know the weather is bad around, around the country, but hey, uh, enjoy the food. Enjoy your time with your family. And uh, from all of us here at the NBA Gambling Podcast, uh, enjoy the holidays. Um, we'll be back on Monday, like I said. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.